Hello and welcome to another episode of the Moisture Farm Report podcast. The podcast that loves heading down to Toshi Station to pick up power converters. Uh, my name is Adam Wheeler and joining me as always is of course James Matthews. How are you doing man? I'm doing okay. <laughs> I've got a raging headache at the moment uh, so... I'm looking forward yeah, to powering through that for this episode. Yeah, yeah, you didn't. Yeah, you didn't sound particularly well when you first came on. I feel feel quite bad. Like, uh, are I, you sure? Are you sure you're going to be able to get through an entire podcast? I think I'll manage. I mean, I'm going to be doing my half of the podcast first, so I might yeah. just conk out after that and let yeah. you carry it to the end. Yeah. But have you, no, I'm looking yeah. forward to this one generally because I like I'm at kind of thirty percent wellness. We about. <laughs> nearly an hour late getting to it because we both had technical difficulties i almost <laughs> forgot to press record <laughs> so today's so, going brilliantly just to start be a fantastic with. episode yeah it's <laughs> all oh, so right we'll just uh, we'll just wing it as always um and uh, speaking of winging it we're going to be talking about <laughs> a certain pair of wings associated with a certain character today i thought that would be an interest i thought that is that a relevant segue or or does that That's work a pretty at good all? segue is that okay <laughs> i don't um, know if a segue works as a segue if you then call out that it's a segue <laughs> <laughs> maybe not <laughs> probably absolutely no i thought it was pretty good <laughs> <laughs> give it a go um yeah i mean there's not really much much news i guess oh. to talk about um oh no there is of course there is in the last couple of days what has come out james but only the greatest the greatest teaser trailer. Yeah, we've had the Kenobi trailer at long last. I wonder if there'll be another one out by the time this episode goes out. But Maybe. yeah, we've had the we've had the first teaser trailer for Kenobi, and man, was that good! Wasn't it? Oh, it was just, I just we were meshing each other, and we we were just yeah. absolutely losing losing it. And so was all of Star Wars Twitter. It was beautiful yeah. to see. <laughs> you watched about four times in a row, didn't you? I watched it again and again and again, and then I watched it. <laughs> went on the on the commute in to university the next day about two or three times i just yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just it's just brilliant i mean oh i cannot wait and seeing you mcgregor on screen again mm. just iconic um you had some interesting theories didn't you about how that how that might play out in the future i don't know maybe we'll <laughs> maybe we should save that for an obi-wan kenobi um preview podcast potentially yeah but... i've i've got a full idea of how the plot of the series is going to go and i think i'm going to stick that on twitter at some point nice just so nice. that if it goes right i can gloat <laughs> and if it goes wildly off piste and people don't like how the series is i can send it to lucasfilm as my cv yeah because <laughs> <laughs> i already did that with the book of boba fett i already had some ideas for that <laughs> really <laughs> brilliant <laughs> i was going to say oh if you got it wrong you could just delete the tweet and then uh, yeah. we'll never see it and it would just never exist <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> no one will ever know um, apart from this they'll know i did it <laughs> yeah exactly yeah we'll, make, we'll just delete the podcast as well yeah. <laughs> it will just have episode what, what episode is this seven six eight six eight yeah, we'll just have like a blank space. Um, <laughs> but anyway, James, are you ready to get into this episode? I am very ready to get into it. James, what are we what are we looking at today? We are doing another one of our fun little what if discussions. Uh, and we've done quite a few that have been really like pivotal to the plot of Star Wars, haven't we? Like yes. what if obi-wan died on naboo some very Um, serious ones very serious ones. yeah what if finn had stayed with the first order they're all to do with like the big kind of heavy plot level stuff yeah so we want to make things a little bit fun today and we want to ask the question what if porkins poor little porkins from episode (laughs) four what if porkins blew up the death star which i guess is still kind of big plot level but 
This is going to be quite fun, I think. It's brilliant. I mean, okay, when we were talking about what to do, I thought, right, we need to think of something that is slightly funny, but also just something just a little bit more quirky. It's just something a little bit off-piste and something that doesn't revolve around the main characters. And I just... We've kind of done two individual stories. We've sort of gone away and formed our own thinkings of how this story would play out. What if we have got it word for word exactly the same? What if we have, James? What if? <laughs> Episode 10. <laughs> um, what if within a what if? What if? What exactly. Ifception. What, what ifception, exactly. Be like a little uh, what if uh, Russian doll. Just what ifs coming <laughs> yes. out bit by bit by bit. Um, but James, I mean, when, we, when did you kind of first realize or become aware of porkins as a character um i don't know i mean because he's only in that one battle of yavin scene exactly in a new hope isn't he yeah and he is of course the pilot who gets shot down early on yeah um so you don't really know a lot about him and i think i don't think i've ever really been aware of him as a character like beyond that film yeah so it's been quite interesting seeing this kind of cult following yeah yeah i don't think i know much else about him to be honest well Funny you should uh, funny you should ask because I've got a bit of facts mm. here to divulge into you. I do. So we can uh, we can you have explore. a dossier on Porkins. I do. Yes, I've uh, done my research. Thank you, Wikipedia. <laughs> there has been a few extra bits and few extra bits of comic book mm. material released of Porkins, and um, but effectively he started off as a trader on uh, Best in Four, not Best Bit. Yes. When he saw the brutality of the Galactic Empire, he obviously decided to you know get up and um, uproot his life. Um, and, you know, join the Rebel Alliance um, and join the mm. Starfighter Corps specifically. Um, so he kind of started off as a, as a trainee pilot and worked his way up to be actually one of the, one of the best pilots going. Um, which is mm. an interesting kind of story and journey there, going from trader to uh, Red Squadron fighter pilot. Mm. Just that kind of transition in itself, just kind of like a wow, you know, from like <laughs> nothing to something really quickly. But he was assigned to his first mission actually for the Rebel Alliance was or at least his first post was to the midland yeah. planet of um Tierfon. Um okay. where he flew many missions with the Tierfon Yellow Aces. Um but because of he basically got a very um well they got noticed, they got very infamous mm. in the eyes of the Empire and they sort of the Empire closed their grip and tightened their grip on the Tierfan system. Um, yeah. So he was then reassigned to the main base on Yavin 4. But yeah, of course, he um, yeah he took part in the Battle of Yavin and was part of Red Squadron and uh, was part of the same group of fighters as Luke Skywalker and Wedge Antilles and Biggs Darklighter to go and attack the Death Star. I guess this is where both of our stories start <laughs> in our little what if tangent what do you think shall we just we go straight well. into it we might as well launch into okay. it okay so let's set the scene we're here mm-hmm. we're, 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 we're looking at the Death Star like same footage on A New Hope you know they're going into the trench run yeah um, so James I mean I don't know if this is where your story starts but kick us off <laughs> yeah so we are we're beginning the assault on the Death Star the X-Wings are going in, TIE Fighters are flying all around, the turbo lasers are going off, and I'm I'm just going to go straight into, like, early on in the Battle of Yavin. We all know in the film what happens is eventually the rebel, fight, uh, the rebel fighters get picked off, and Luke is one of the few left. He begins that trench run, doesn't he, with Vader on his tail, and he makes that one perfect shot down the exhaust yeah. port and blows up the Death yeah. Star. Yeah. Well, in my version of the Star Wars universe, yeah. it doesn't come to that. Because Porkins okay. fires off one lucky shot that early on in the battle <laughs> just happens to hit that exact point on the Death Star, that point that two meter wide exhaust port, 
and it goes in, it blows up the Death Star before the fighters have been decimated, before Big Dark Lighter was killed, before Gold Leader was killed, and Porkins saves the day. Great. Can I can I just clarify? So it was a lucky shot. It yes. Was by accident. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know you were just saying that he was one of the ace pilots in the Rebel fleet. I was not aware of this. <laughs> I always thought he was a bit of a goof. Well, I well just well I thought being part of Red Squadron was just one of the. I, I just always assumed that must have been a a good squadron to be a part of, but may, maybe I was wrong. Well, my but, uh... my thought was that Porkins was you know part of Red Squadron, but I assumed that was because they didn't have a lot of other pilots. That maybe if they that's had a, more oh, pilots, that's a good point. He wouldn't have been because yeah. obviously they let Luke be part of a Red Squadron straight away, yeah. and that was because yeah. they lost Red Five in the Battle of Scarif. So, so maybe maybe Red Squadron is just like a like a kind of lost and found <laughs> of the most of the pilots that they can they can scrap together then. Like the bottom group in PE, but for fighter pilots. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so in your version, is Porkins going to be an ace fighter pilot? Maybe. <laughs> okay, this is, a, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> okay. So yes, Porkins has fired off that lucky shot. He's happened to hit the exhaust port on the Death Star. The Death Star has blown up. And Porkins becomes a hero in the Rebellion. An instant mm. hero. Okay. And you'd think this would be great, because they now have, uh, they have a heroic soldier... They have someone who's done this great deed, who saved the rebellion. But this actually presents a bit of a problem for rebel leadership. Because they're thinking okay. Porkins, you know, deserves a promotion for his actions. Of okay. course he does. Okay. But the reality is he's not really that good a pilot. So he okay. they can't promote him to commander like they did with Luke. Okay. They don't really want to give him command of a squadron because, you know, it was a lucky shot. It wasn't okay. intentional. <laughs> I still want to know how he made that shot. <laughs> how? <laughs> Has he... James, is he is he force sensitive? Is this what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> I wish that was the avenue I went down. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were. I thought that was where you're going to go with this. <laughs> yeah, it ends with Porkins throwing the Umbra down the reactor shaft, just like Porkins essentially <laughs> takes the role of Luke. No, um, so the rebel leadership they need a way to reward Porkins for as being a rebel hero, because that would you know please the rest of the rebellion. Um, okay, but they also kind of want to shuffle him out of active duty. They give Porkins an honorary commander title. But they don't give an actual squadron to command in battle. Instead, Leia, as part of the rebel leadership, gets an idea from that history of Porkins that you just spoke about. Uh, his time, you know, being a trader on a an ordinary trader on a planet who witnessed the brutality, the the oppression of the Empire firsthand, and decided to join the rebellion uh, to do something about it to help the galaxy and to save his his people. So Leia has this idea that they could maybe use Porkins' story to inspire others to join the rebel cause, other ordinary oh, people throughout the galaxy. Brilliant. And so they okay. give him this commander title, but they essentially send him on like a public speaking tour of the galaxy in the in a similar way to how like Captain America that's, was that's technically exactly a captain. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's just what reminded me. Yeah, so the idea is we'll just send him out and he'll be the face of, you know, this is the famous hero of the rebellion. This is Jack Porkins, Commander Porkins, the destroyer of the Death Star. Look, everyone, he's an example of how the ordinary person can stand up and can do this great deed, can destroy something like the Death Star, can make a real, uh, you know, strike against the Empire. Okay. And so they give him his own squadron, technically, who Mm -hmm. escort him throughout the galaxy. Uh, But Porkins, even though he's the commander, he's not kind of leading the squadron. They're being led by Biggs Darklighter, who in this version has survived because the Death Star was blown up before he had a chance to be killed by Vader. Yeah. Uh, so it's led by Biggs, and also part of the squadron, Luke Skywalker. So Porkins is being sent out into the galaxy to do these 
Uh, I say public speaking, it's obviously not well advertised because the Empire no. would crack down on that straight away. But he's being yeah. sort of like smuggled onto planets with Imperial yeah. strongholds to speak to people, okay. to encourage uprising, to encourage revolt, rebellion. Yeah, yeah. And the initial missions go quite well. People are inspired by this story. They do see this ordinary person and think, if Porkins can do it, I can do it. Okay. Um, but on one of his initial missions, Porkins is cornered by none other than Boba Fett, <gasps> who has been hired Ooh. by Darth Vader to track down the pilot who destroyed the Death Star, which oh, wow. does happen in some of the Star Wars comics from 2015. I've literally just yeah. lifted the plot point from that. I thought if he does it wow. for Luke, he'll do it for Porkins. Well, wait, does he know? Does he know who Boba Fett is? I wonder. I don't know. He must, no. he must. He, he must at least know. knows that this is a bad dude. <laughs> Um, yeah. I imagine for some reason he's in like an imperial shipyard or something. He's just come out of the loo and Boba Fett's standing outside leaning against the wall. <laughs> what, just, yeah, like leg up, sort of yeah. arm crossed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So obviously nice. Porkins has no hope of overcoming Boba Fett on his own. But yeah. like I said, Luke is part of his escort and Luke is there. And Luke comes in with his lightsaber and is able to fight Boba Fett off enough for them wow. to all escape. And okay. they head back to the rebel leaders who decide that actually, you know, the interest and the kind of pursuit of Porkins from the Empire, if they're hiring bounty hunters with the um, with the calibre of Boba Fett, maybe they need to put Porkins into hiding for a bit. Maybe he needs to lay low. So they get in touch with Han and Chewie, and they say, can you help smuggle Porkins around the galaxy and avoid Imperial patrols until the heat kind of dies down? Because obviously Han has a lot of experience getting around Imperial patrols, getting away from bounty hunters... Although I don't know in this version whether he's returned... He was obviously coming back to the battle, wasn't he, in A New yeah. Hope, but he he hasn't come in at the point to actually shoot yeah. Vader's TIE fighter yet. But yeah. maybe I'm assuming he swooped back in just in time to see the Death he Star explode. He, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's a good thing I returned. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, glad I wasn't closer. <laughs> yeah. Just, I'll, I'll stick over here, thanks. I will take the credit for some of this. So, yes, the rebel leaders uh, get Han and Chewie to help smuggle Porkins around the galaxy and keep him hidden. Luke goes with them as well, but they don't take the whole kind of X-Wing squadron because that would defeat the purpose of avoiding attention. Mm. Uh, Meanwhile, Boba Fett reports back to Darth Vader and says about failing to capture Porkins. But he's like, look, it wasn't my fault. You know, this guy Mm. turned up with a lightsaber and used some kind of magic tricks or something and he fought me off. And Vader's like, hmm, lightsaber using Mm. the force. This must be Obi-Wan's apprentice, this kid who yes. was on the Death Star before. So Vader decides to pick up the chase personally. And so they're, they're going around the galaxy and all this of the tension and the danger and the kind of interest around Porkins starts going to his head a bit. Because uh, I did okay. do a bit of digging into Porkins' character and apparently he is okay. a little bit cocky. Okay. So I thought this okay. would be interesting. If he's kind of lauded as this hero of the rebellion and suddenly yeah. he's got the biggest bounty in the galaxy on his head... Yeah. He might be a bit scared, but I think he'd also think, oh, I'm quite a big shot right now. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. Now, now I'm starting to think you might have gone down a similar route than me. <laughs> okay, interesting. <laughs> interesting, interesting. But okay, be very good. okay. Yeah, go on, go on. So yeah, it starts going to Porkins' head and he becomes a little bit of an ass to deal with. Like he becomes okay. kind of very demanding and very, um, you know, kind of gloating about, about being the biggest guy in the galaxy, the big deal, the big cheese. Yes, um, yes. And, you know, he's he's there on the Millennium Falcon. He's ribbing Han about the ship being a piece of junk and about his flying skills being better than Han and Luke. And they're, frankly, having enough of it. Mm. So they they land on a planet, I imagine, in the Outer Rim somewhere. They've stopped at a spaceport to do some repairs, fill up the ship. 
get some more Wookiee cookies for Chewie. Nice. And Han is losing his patience right now. And he suggests okay. to Luke, look, should we just leave Porkins behind in the cantina and get out of here? <gasps> what? No. Can't leave Jet Porkins behind, <laughs> man. What? He's like, look, believe- this guy's a danger. He's a liability. And frankly, he's driving me crazy. What have we got to <laughs> lose? Then- and there's no financial incentive there's, to have him around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Luke, of course, Luke is a good guy. And he says, no, no, we have to keep Hawkins with us. At least, like, get him back to the rebellion or something. We can't just leave him here for the mercy of the Empire. So they're arguing. But as they're arguing, they're overheard by an Imperial spy who hears the name of Hawkins and thinks, oh, I've been told to look out for a Hawkins. So he marks the Millennium Falcon and he reports back to Darth Vader and says, I found the guy you're looking for. And so... Back to the spaceport, Han uh, eventually gives in to Luke and says, fine, okay, we'll get Porkins, we'll carry on the mission like we said we would. But before they can fly away, a Star Destroyer appears in the sky over the spaceport. TIE fighters swarm out of it, a shuttle descends, and Darth Vader lands with a squad of stormtroopers. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, this is getting serious now. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Luke Luke you tells got, you got the you got the Imperial March playing in the background. Okay. So so Luke tells Han and Chewie like get Porkins, get back on the Falcon and go. I'll lead the stormtroopers away so that you can escape. And he gets his lightsaber out and he you know distracts the stormtroopers, leads them off one way. Han, Chewie, and Porkins are running back to the Falcon. And Vader sees Luke with the lightsaber, and Vader goes to engage him personally. He tells the stormtroopers, like, back off, this one's mine. And Luke is obviously well out of his depth at this point because he's not had any training from Yoda. He's yes. barely had anything from Obi-Wan. He's just been flying around with Porkins for the last however many months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he is getting his butt handed to him by Vader. Um, okay, okay. And as Han, Chewie, and Porkins are running to the Falcon, Porkins sees Luke trying to hold off Vader on his own. Okay. And Porkins realises that he may have blown up the Death Star, he may yeah. be the man with the biggest bounty on his head from the Empire. Yes, yes. But what the Rebellion really needs is people like Luke. Because Ooh. someone like Luke is going to be the future of the Rebellion. Someone who's yes. got the, not just the guts to stand up to someone like Vader, but also the strength and the power to do it. Yes. And so Porkins tells Han to bring the Falcon round to, to Luke. Okay. And then he jumps into a Starfighter park nearby, and he hotwires okay. it, and he flies to where Luke and Vader are fighting... I'm imagining them on top of a building for some reason. He flies to <laughs> okay. where Luke, they've made their way up to the roof of a building. This this sounds so dramatic. <laughs> yeah. This is like the end of like Die Hard. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. Porkins flies over to this building in this starfighter that he's got, and he shoots at the roof. Also, wait, wait, hold on. So wait, yeah. can I just clarify? He hotwired this Tie Fighter. Oh yeah, he just jumped into it and hotwired it. <laughs> I want to know how you t- how you hotwire a Tie Fighter. <laughs> well, you, you just you just go underneath the uh, the control panel. You put a couple of wires together. Push the push the metal yeah. brass. I don't know how it works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't easy. really know how you hotwire anything, but I assume it's not well, that hard. <laughs> well, I suppose I suppose there's always an uh, an astromech droid port That's always true, in, yeah. in a ship which you can always somehow turn. And if yeah. you've got the right slot, you can always do it. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's got one of the like astromech arms, and he just sticks it in there and wiggles he it around. He just sticks a bit. it in. Yeah, just jimmy the lock. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, yeah, he shot, they shot the roof. So, <laughs> so, yeah, so Porkins flies off to this building and he shoots the roof by Vader and blasts Vader down onto the street. Wow. Uh, and as Porkins is then coming round for another run to shoot at Vader, he is then shot by one of the TIE fighters that's swarming from the Star Destroyer and Porkins no. ends up crashing in the street in front of Vader. 
And as he's clambering out of the wreckage, Vader advances towards him menacingly. The Imperial March is really going now. And Vader lifts Porkins off the ground with the Force and says, I have you now. (laughs) (laughs) And Porkins looks up at the roof and he sees Luke about to jump down and try and save him. And he shouts, leave me, Skywalker, go. And Vader hears Skywalker and he's momentarily like stunned and torn. He's like, what is... Yeah, who's this Skywalker? He looks up at Luke and he thinks, Skywalker? Is this a child of Skywalker? What do I what do? I do? do I go for him? Do I stay for yeah. Porkins? And yeah. then Vader starts trying to pull the rest of the building down with the Force to bring Luke down to him. But as he does so, the Millennium Falcon swings in behind with the ramp yeah. open ready and okay. Luke jumps from the crumbling building into the Falcon. Right. And as the Falcon flies away ahead of a swarm of TIE fighters... Vader turns back to Porkins, lifts his lightsaber, but Porkins stares defiantly back into those lenses of his helmet and says, you will never defeat us all. Ooh. Oh, no. And then he dies. And then he very much dies, yes. No. <laughs> but it's a oh. noble sacrifice. Wow. I mean, oh, I can't believe it. I mean, <laughs> oh, what a noble death. That is unbelievable. And he yeah. does he, he goes and protects the future of the rebellion. He is, yeah. He's um wow, what a hero, James. He allows wow. the spark of rebellion to flourish. Okay. What if <laughs> okay, yeah. what if in your situation, okay, he actually he is able to actually hold his own against Darth Vader? How about that? <laughs> Imagine this. Imagine Porkins is actually this incredibly well versed martial arts trained mm. fighter. <laughs> who is maybe maybe even he's trained by some I don't know maybe he's a bounty hunter in another <laughs> life that we never heard of and he just comes out and just is able to like throw like a thermal detonator or a smoke bomb at Darth Vader and get straight out of there. Like, he judo chops the lightsaber out of Vader's exactly, hand. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, he headbutts him in the helmet <laughs> yeah. and then just just buggers off. <laughs> Look, this is a what if. Yeah. anything can happen. He okay? jumps onto the Falcon. Luke just looks yeah. at him, hands him his own okay. lightsaber, and says no. This is yours now. <laughs> this is you are worthy, my son. <laughs> you deserve this, this more than he, I do. And that's when he and that's when he pushes it away and goes, "I don't need it." And then he <laughs> brings out his own green lightsaber. <laughs> I am, and, he, and then and then he goes, "I am the last Jedi." <laughs> oh, that's pretty. <laughs> I want to see this now. Um, no. <laughs> Sorry, I just imagine oh. Hawkins pulling out a lightsaber and igniting it, it and Luke saying, why didn't you use that earlier? <laughs> thank you. Thank you, James. That's that okay. Was I story. hope you enjoyed it. That was so good. Um, <laughs> well, mine is, it's got similar elements to, to Interesting. yours. Um, but it's... Um, Does he also... But it is di- <laughs> It's different. Okay. It's definitely different. Um, so I'm glad we've yeah we've gone down similar but different <laughs> routes. If I can define hmm. that. Um, Does he also go on a ready? public speaking tour around hotel conference rooms? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, not quite. Um, this one is a little bit, yeah, a little bit um, not as yeah. I'll 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 tell you. In this, mm-hmm. um, basically, once again, Porkins isn't shot. He carries on. Um, he's able to evade enemy fire from people like Vader. Um, and so picture this, Okay. Luke is there in his fighter. Yep. He's got the exhaust thermal exhaust port on his dash. Yeah. It's coming in. He hears Obi-Wan through the force, um, saying, you know, trust the force, Luke, trust the force. So he turns off his navigational computer. He goes, for, mm. he, he absolutely, you know, goes for his gut instinct. 
Um, um, but just as he's about to fire, yep. he hears a voice brooding with confidence over the intercom. And Ooh. it is, of course, Jack Porkins. And he says, I've got this, Luke. And as he says that, he fires an iron cannon right into the thermal exhaust <laughs> port, duly blowing up the planet-killing weapon. Um, so he does this with skill, James. Yeah, okay. Not he sheer dumb luck. N- not sheer dumb luck. He <laughs> he aims for it. He goes, Luke, I've got this. And he fires. <laughs> and he then he does it and he hits it. Um, so, I mean, Luke is like slightly surprised yeah. by this. But he thinks perhaps, and I think, he, yeah, he perhaps thinks maybe that was the force telling him not to do it because maybe Ooh. you know he would have either missed or maybe been responsible for the deaths of hundreds of thousands of people men and women interesting so he thinks, you know fair play maybe that was the force just you know doing what needs to be done interesting um, so yeah. luke was perhaps thinking when you say the death of millions of people you think of the people on the death star yes interesting because yes, yes. we never mm, talk mm. about that so yeah effectively they're flying back porkins is hailed mm-hmm. as a hero yeah just like in your story hefted um, up onto people's shoulders there, you know, there's there's fireworks going off. Um, he's fly, he's he, he's climbing down the X-wing, and there's people cheering. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Leia even runs over to him and embraces him <laughs> as he comes down the the X-wing. I thought um, you were going to say you know, gives ne- him a beer. Then <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that behind the scenes shot of Leia or Carrie Fisher running up to Mark Hamill in the cockpit and handing him up a beer? No. Okay, I'll send that to you later. What's that? <laughs> I've never seen that before. Oh my god, I'll I'll send it to you. Don't worry. <laughs> Um, you know, Luke comes over, you know, shakes his hand, gives him an embrace as well. You mm-hmm. know, it's just so much praise. He's never felt this kind of praise before. Yeah. Um, he's part of the medal ceremony. Yeah. So he goes alongside Han, Luke, Chewie and Wedge, because in this story, Wedge is also <laughs> getting a, a getting a shout. Um, and Biggs. Yes. He's still there. So they all go and they get their medals and Porkins is standing actually at the front of mm. all of them. You know, he's getting the most applause. He is the man of the hour. So, I mean, effectively, in this timeline, um, it should be said that Porkins is promoted to become leader of Red Squadron. Ah, not an honorary commander, the actual commander. Not an, not an honorary commander, an actual commander, because I thought, well, if Luke Skywalker can be, <laughs> yeah. then surely Porkins can be, because Luke, you know, he's, I mean, yes, he saved Leia, so I suppose there's the extra credit, mm. but if you're Porkins, who's the one who blew up the Death Star... And you've got more fighter pilot training That's than true. Luke has. Yeah, you are probably in a better position to be elevated to that status. It's probably it would have been a like a fifty-fifty between Wedge and Tilly's and him. That's a good point. I hadn't thought of the yeah. He's got this experience, even if it's not been even if in my version at least I don't think he's yeah. a great pilot. He's at least got the years of graft. Exactly. Yeah. He's a, he's actually gone through the Starfighter yeah. core and learned at least a bit. He's done the web course. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He's done like level two handling safety <laughs> yeah. training. Uh, Porkins was a natural people person. Mm-hmm. Um, he was great at building relationships yep. and recruiting others to the cause. Um, he was a funny guy. We'll put it that way. <laughs> um, so actually, after the evacuation and you know a little while later, he was actually used off world um, to build these relationships with mm. other rebel cells. Okay. Out of, Kind of bring them into the alliance and to to gather more members. Yeah. So he's off world during the Battle of Hoth. Okay. Um. So, and it, did you know, James, that during the Battle of Hoth, many Red Squadron members were actually killed during the ambush? I did not know this. Were they the ones who? Did Red Squadron pilot the Snowspeeders, or was that Rogue Squadron? That's a good question. Well, Wedge and Tilly's and Luke were both part of that. That's true. Um, part of that eighty eighty push, weren't? Yeah. They? I think so I think Wedge did become part of Rogue Squadron, but I may be wrong on that. 
There's there's so many squadrons though, isn't yeah. there? There's Red Squadron, Gold Squadron, Rogue Squadron, Blue Squadron, Blue Squadron, all the primary colors. I think there's a Green Squadron. <laughs> probably. Is there a Brown Squadron? Uh, there is, but that's our friends, Hyperspace Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> nice, <laughs> brilliant. Um, so yeah, um, so he's he's off well. He's gathering he's gathering all these different people. Mm-hmm. Um, but as he's doing that, you know, he's he's well known as the person who blew up the Death Star. People, you know, people he's meeting know know of him. Yeah. Sort of, you know, bigging him up. They're 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 praising him. Um, and this fame isn't good for Porkins, mm. um, who through his whole life has been sort of ridiculed and not really taken seriously. Yeah, by people um, like me. Constant, like people, <laughs> and like people all over the internet. Yeah. You know, this constant attention makes him fall in with yes crowds and people mm. who follow him around idolizing him. Okay. Um so at one point he 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 pays a visit uh, well as he's paying visits to rebel sympathizing cities you know mm-hmm. um one of his visits is to Canto Bight. Um he goes to I know bringing it back there. <laughs> <laughs> bringing it back to the place we all love. <laughs> um and he's he, you know is he, he when he lands there he's instantly praised by people um, he's offered room service. Mm-hmm. Um, unlimited drinks, food, <laughs> entertainment, everything. He's literally got the whole nine yards. Breakfast buffet. Right. He's got the breakfast buffet. Oh, oh, the <laughs> breakfast buffet. You cannot... Okay, there's one thing you can't beat on holiday, and that is the and that is unlimited breakfast buffet. I know, it's so good. <laughs> so, yeah, he's got everything. Um, he, he But, you know, he begins to party at this point. Mm. Okay, he begins to party. He plays a back yeah. you know, into the night. He's doing it all. Um, to the point where he forgets his initial mission. <laughs> Um, in fact, he gets way too, you know, way too into this. Yeah. Um, you know, the, in fact, the mission, you know, this is the reason why he, he actually misses Hoff. Okay. Um, the Mat- Battle of Hoff, you know, he goes prior to it, you know, he leaves prior to this. Yeah. Technically, he should have made his way back when he figured out the Alliance was in trouble yeah. and tried to help, but he doesn't. Um, and that was because, you know, no one could really find out where he was. <laughs> he's, he was you know, he's, machines. He, He's at the slot machines. <laughs> you know, the trans, you know, his transponder was switched off in his ship. Um, you know, all of his communications were off. He's not, you know, it's like, um, yeah, he's turned his phone off. It's out off a battery. No one can reach him. He's he's drinking all night long. He's a drunken mess. So even if he did pick up a communications, he wouldn't be in the best state. Yeah. Um. So this drunken mess mm-hmm. lasts for about a week okay. in Canto Bite. Um, by which point he suddenly gets a message from one of the casino staff that someone was looking for him. Yeah. Um, and it's Wedge and Tilly's. Oh, okay. Who drops in out of the blue. Okay. He just kind of finds him just kind of lying by a slot machine <laughs> with a, with a bit of whatever. Kind of, trying to think what's, what's an example of alcohol uh, in, Spotchka. in Star Wars. Spotchka. Yeah. He's got a bit of Spotchka. Not death stick. <laughs> well, he doesn't go that far. Um, and he's sort and and Wedge Antilles has been looking for him, mm. and he says, you know, he tells him about the ambush on Hoff, mm. and he said, and he asks about the progress of the mission, and Wedge see, sees in his drunken state and realizes that he's absconded from the original mission. Yeah. So this is interesting um, he, because you'd think if in the regular timeline, if Wedge had found him, Wedge being the commander of, Go- of Red Squadron, this rebel commander. He would have obviously had the rank over Porkins, but in your version, Porkins is the commander of the squadron. Exactly, exactly, yeah. So Wedge would be pulling rank if he if he tried to discipline yeah. Porkins. Exactly, yeah. He's a 
the tables have turned. Um, <laughs> like, what fit. would you do? I mean, what would, what would you do if you saw like your commander just like lying there in a heap? <laughs> uh, well, if it was me, I have a terrible work ethic, so I'd probably take a day off myself. Um, <laughs> you join it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. What, are you, what are you drinking, man? Let's have one. <laughs> I don't know. Do you do you radio back to someone like Mon Mothma or um, exactly. one of the generals in charge of of the forces generally? Yeah. yeah what yeah. do you do? do you, what do you do? Do you, I mean, yeah. I, well, this is what he was thinking, mm. um, and he tells Porkins that he's going to turn him into Mon Mothma and Ooh. tell her of yeah. effectively what Porkins has been doing, um, and says that they will surely relieve him of command of Red Squadron mm. as a result. Um, now, this gets this where it gets even worse, okay? Uh, because they get into a brawl because <gasps> of this. They get into a f- big, big scuffle. Yeah. Um, you know this. This is you know this is one time in his life where Porkins has felt success mm. and praise, and he won't. He doesn't want to let this yeah. go without you know without a fight. So this brawl ends up with glasses smashed, tables <laughs> turned over, an astromech droid's knocked over on its side somewhere. Protocol droid's like, missing its arm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's all happening. Um, neither win. You know, yeah. both sort of kind of are lying there in a heat you know both get up and walk away yeah and wedge flies back to the alliance um with the news of what porkins has done and that he wasn't there when they needed him the most during this during this battle this ambush but mon mothma still sees the value of needing kind of needing porkins as this sort of person this this hero of the the alliance uh, mm. for, for people around the galaxy so she still keeps him within red squadron and as okay. a fighter pilot but he is relieved of command yeah i mean it um, makes sense doesn't it if you spend it, a mission rolling around on the floor of a casino blind exactly. drunk <laughs> exactly yeah it makes <laughs> sense happen, to right? yeah it makes sense to lose something from that <laughs> yeah um yeah so this is this is terrible for yeah. him um he feels a lot of shame a lot of regret for what mm-hmm. he's done um he needs to do a lot of soul searching so sort of um he takes it takes a moment while <laughs> He's sort of away from the Alliance, sort of kind of fly around. And he visits some of old, like the sites of old rebel heroes. Yeah. Old. Like he goes, he goes to like Yavin 4, um, kind of very briefly mm. undercover to visit and like, pay respect to people like Jin Erso and Cassian Andor. He runs into um, a certain someone called Mars Kanada. Yeah. Um, who they get into a conversation. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he, he kind of unloads on her about sort of what's happened and about his mistakes and what he did just now and she sort of tells him it's okay and tells yeah. him that you know everyone learns from your mistake everyone learns from their mistakes and that's you know life's biggest lesson is failing and yeah. making mistakes i imagine um, maskinata is like the person you go to if you are in this kind of situation where you've lost your way you just need yeah. someone to kind of pick you up but not mollycoddle yeah. you maskinata no. is such a wise person for that kind of exactly. role exactly she's seen she's seen everything yeah. and with those eyes of course she knows <laughs> Um, and yeah, they speak for a long time, and mm-hmm. this rejuvenates Porkins. Yeah, you know he's got a bit more of his fighting spirit back. Mm. Um, and he, you know, he flies back. He's flying back to the alliance, and as he's flying back, he hears about because um, th- this has taken place over a few, a fair few weeks. Yeah, um, and he hears actually about Han Solo's capture mm. by Boba Fett okay. and the Empire as he's flying back. Um, so <laughs> he 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 knows that he can't really straight away get the acceptance of his rebel colleagues yeah. completely because of what he's done <clears throat> yeah so he's got to do something daring he <laughs> as the jabba's palace raid is going on <laughs> by luke 
Porkins um, swoops in, um, and when everyone is on the sail barge, yeah. including layers on the sail barge, all that's happening. Um, Luke is about to get R two to unleash his lightsaber, yeah, and get that to fly up in the air for the you know for the cue cue Star Wars music, cue amazing <laughs> moments. Um, no, that's not what happens. Porkins flies in on the X wing mm. on his X wing and takes a little pop shot at the sail barge, not enough to completely ruin it yep. but just enough to sort of set it off course and to sort of unstable it mm. you know unstabilize it destabilize it sorry um and a piece of the hull tears off and slams into the barges carrying luke Han and lando <laughs> and this and in doing this this knocks boba fett into the sarlacc pit <laughs> <laughs> so um, all roads lead to the sarlacc pit <laughs> all, all roads <laughs> in the commotion um you know, Luke and Lando are able to rescue Leia yeah. and Han as as sort of Porkins does these sort of manoeuvres mm. flying around, just sort of distracting nearby uh, fire and, yeah, making a nuisance of, nuisance of himself. <laughs> um, and everyone sort of makes their way out of there. Um, and he sort of takes one more pot shot at the barge mm. as, they, as they get away. And it sort of completely grounds the thing. It yeah. falls down into the sand um, and he flies away. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You know, as Luke and Leia and Han and everyone are making their way out, they look up and they see Porkins flying away and he gives them a little wave <laughs> in the cockpit as he flies. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a great little scene, isn't it? I was, I'm glad it went that way because there are so many ways that could have gone horribly wrong. If he'd gone in and like yeah. fired his proton torpedoes at the sail barge, yeah. thinking this is great, I'm going to win back the adoration of the re- rebellion. And then they say, yeah, Princess Leia up. was on that. <laughs> you just blew her up. <laughs> you just blew the princess. You yeah. blew the general up. <laughs> or if he goes in to save Han and that bit of the sail barge hits the skiff, the entire yeah. thing into the Sarlacc. So you're like, oh no, I've just killed Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, oh, Chewbacca no. and General Carrizin. Yeah. This, um, this wins back sort of the, mm. the, the, the trust, let's say, yes. that people have in him. That he can do the job and that he's, you know, he's, he's selfless. He, was, he wants to go in there and, and help the cause. So, you know, he later turns up at, at a meeting at the Rebel base mm-hmm. about, you know, about this re- reckless act. Yeah. Um, and everyone's thinking, right, you, you've sort of gone against orders or you weren't involved in the plan. Yeah. You didn't tell us you were doing this. Why should we... You could have killed you know, everyone. Why, you could have killed everyone. But but Luke and Leia stand up for him mm. and say, no, no, we, we trust him. We're glad he did this. Um, and we want him back as a prominent member of Red Squadron. Yeah. They're picking between Re- Wedge and... Porkins as to who will fly alongside Lando Calrissian mm-hmm. um, to try and blow up the second Death Star, <laughs> yeah. and um, and after many discussions, it's Porkins who gets the chance. <laughs> um, so indeed, in this situation, Porkins once the once the um, shield generator gets shut down, yeah. it's Porkins and Lando who fly in <laughs> through through the little ravines and crevices in the, yeah. in the second Death Star into um, the superstructure, into the superstructure. And it's Porkins who fires the shot that blows up the second Death Star. So, <laughs> so he, he gets not two only, Death Stars. He gets he gets two Death Stars. <laughs> he gets two for the price of one. <laughs> so so there we go. He's blown up two Death Stars. Yeah. He's a living legend, and what a pilot! And he flies away and becomes. And becomes this incredible hero once again. Just make him go. king of the galaxy at this rate. I can imagine Luke and Lando <laughs> sitting around on Endor afterwards, and both of them being like, you know, I'm pretty sure we were meant to be the ones who blew those up. Lando's looking really crestfallen, and Luke comes over to him and says, "What's wrong, Lando?" And he says, oh, "I just had, I had the shot all lined up. I was going to blow up the main reactor and destroy the Death Star." And Luke's like, "Yeah, I know how you feel, mate. <laughs> I know exactly how you feel." 
it's like a support group for yeah. all people who the have people like whose thunder was stolen by Porkins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Who? I mean, R two got his thunder stolen on the sail barge, yes. so R two's there as well. Like, I could, I could have, I was going to throw the lightsaber at Luke <laughs> until that happened. <laughs> it was going to be all dramatic. We planned yeah. this and everything. <laughs> I had, I, I did when thinking about this. I had a slightly darker alternate ending. Okay. To this. Um, which I didn't know whether to go down, so I went down the more sort of. I mean, that was a nice story. It had mm. like a, it had like a yeah. overcoming adversity, a redemption arc, and then back yes. into a hero status. So it was good. <laughs> That's the true meaning um, of Star Wars, isn't it? Exa- exactly. <laughs> but um, go on, give us yeah, the dark version. But, yes, but okay. So the dark version. I'm going to give you the abridged version. Okay. So effectively, because um, yeah, because Porkins becomes leader of Red Squadron yeah. as a result. Wedge isn't the one to go into the second Death Star mm. and isn't the one to go and fly alongside Lando. Yeah. And in the darker version, Porkins kind of messes up. Like he doesn't Ooh. he doesn't really hit the target and he actually um he actually hits one of the uh one of the steel pillars yeah. as he's going through and blows up. He actually knocks the knocks the Millennium Falcon <laughs> off course as well. <laughs> so in this one, but no one no one blows up the second Death Star because Lando and Porkins both uh, Wedge isn't there to be the one who kind of steers <laughs> to be the, the whole operation. Pilot. I just I love the the image in my head of them going through the you know the shaft <laughs> and the Death Star. This dramatic music is playing. Lando comes on the radiator and he's like, Porkins, hit the, the power regulator on the North Tower or whatever it is. And you see the close-up of Porkins' face, he pulls the trigger, and then the proton torpedo just prangs off the edge of the of the inside of the building. So how did you how did you find it? I enjoyed that a lot. That was a lot of fun. I'd love yeah. to Oh my god. Porkins destroying two Death Stars. <laughs> I can't get over the fact that one wasn't enough. Yeah, thanks, James. I, I I really enjoyed this episode. Yeah, that was great. It was a lot of fun. We have to do some That's... more silly what ifs like this that aren't yeah anything to do with Anakin Skywalker or the Jedi Order no. or. If anyone has any suggestions, yes. send them our way. Yeah, we will happily take suggestions for what ifs. We the sillier the better, but also just genuinely any questions, we'll take them. Exactly. And we'll pretend they're our ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it's it's so fun talking about Jet Porkins and actually giving mm. him a bit more of a spotlight. Did you did you know about this actually? I didn't mm-hmm. know about this, but later on in later on in the Star Wars Galaxy after after he does die in, yeah. in actual canon, they named um they named that maneuver where they were going through the trench run. Um, yeah. They named that maneuver after him. Called it was called the Porkins Belly Run, and it was a <laughs> and it was and it was this kind of idea of flying really low really yeah. low towards the you know, underneath the cannons try not to be shot mm. and just flying towards towards the enemy um so they called that after him and Interesting. then i didn't know that yeah it's really it's nice that um that he does have this kind of legacy doesn't he because you know he took part in the assault on the death star yeah even if he died he is still a rebel hero exactly yeah it doesn't matter that he died he still had the courage to do what needs to be done Lord, yeah, Lord Vader. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He did not hesitate. He showed, showed no mercy. mercy. <laughs> he crashed into the Death Star. He had his yellow eyes glowing and everything. Yeah. Oh, Sith Hawkins, can you imagine? Oh, that's a question for another time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I am the Alliance. Not yet. <laughs> it's treason, men. What if Jack Porkins was an Inquisitor? 
Oh, this is definitely a what if for another day. Who um, knew he had such a rich vein of Jack Porkins <laughs> content? It's brilliant. Season Maybe three is going to be all Porkins. All Porkins. All what if situations. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I mean that's probably a good place to end on, isn't it, James? <laughs> probably yes. Yes, we want to know what you think about Jack Porkins and how his life would have turned out if he'd blown up the Death Star. Let us know your thoughts on social media at Moisture Farm Rep, or you can send us an email at moisturefarmpod at gmail.com. In fact, if you have any suggestions about topics, characters, or places in the Star Wars universe, or uh, further what-if questions that you'd like us to discuss, send them our way as well. You can also reach me and Adam on Twitter. I'm at James16Matthews. And I'm, of course, at Wheeler underscore Deals. And if you like this episode, why not subscribe and leave us a review on your platform of choice? Thank you once again for listening to Adam and I. We'll be back next time discussing more of the incredible universe that is Star Wars. But until then, we'll see you next time on the Moisture Farm Report. What if we won't be here next time? What if we just give it up?